Well, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Pastors Lester and Sharon Hayes here this morning, your host this morning for School of Healing and Virtual Wellness Center this morning. I'd like to welcome and greet all of you this morning in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this morning. We just thank God. I just feel a buzz in the air this morning and you all was coming on. You sound so jolly. You sound so alive. You sound so tuned in this morning for what the Lord has got to say this morning. Uh, amen. Sounding like you really take your future very seriously. Amen. And so this is the place to be. Amen. Because I do believe uh, that the Lord has been speaking to us concerning our future. Amen. Because uh, we love to say sometimes. Amen. Out of the book of uh, Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. Verse, uh, 11. Yes. Uh, King James Bible where it says I know you know you know the future that he has for us you know his thoughts toward us they're not evil but they're good to give us a hope in the future you know and so I thank the Lord he says you know that he has that expected end plan for us and uh, it's all packaged up in that prophetic word amen and we're working toward that end amen those 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 things that God has planned for us is what we're pursuing and it's everything packaged up that pertains to life and godliness and uh, just to reference a, a, a point here you know I was talking with my son Alex yesterday and he brought up that scripture you know because uh, you know in the church that him and uh, Crystal and the kids attend sometimes he was just saying how they've been put in charge of, uh, of a, of a uh, ministry over there and it deals with these things and I said oh it's amazing that we're teaching the same thing that deals with practical living practical application of things because people sometimes and we say this a lot and it's so much truth to it it carries so much weight is that you know we're so heavenly minded we're no earthly good and people are beginning to to see where they're lacking at where they're falling short at is because God addresses the total picture of our life Ahead of time, you know, he's already in the beginning saw it, what it's going to be in the end. That's why he can make that statement through that, inspire that prophet Jeremiah to write that, is that I know my thoughts towards you. You, you didn't you didn't uh, uh, form God's thoughts. God came up with his own thoughts before he ever made man. He knew and had a plan and a purpose for why he was going to create man, you know. And so we, nothing we do, okay, uh, depletes or call that that plan to be a no now we might miss out on it because of choices that we make and then we fall short which is like sin and we talked about sin can be in all those areas uh, but they affect us in all those areas there's only one sin that will never be forgiven that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit in other words if you got the Holy Spirit and he tells you something and then you decide I'm not going to do that that don't sound right then you're blaspheming the Holy Spirit because you're saying that he don't know what you need to do but if he's our paracletos and he walks alongside of us, he's the spirit of truth and sent us promise of the father, third person, the God, everybody. He's never going to tell us anything wrong that carries us away from the will of God. So we make that choice ourselves. And that's blasphemy because we don't listen to the Holy Spirit. We, we, we say that, you know, nah, that don't that that ain't me there. Well, right then and there, I just spoke against him. And that the danger that is, that's blasphemy going against what he's saying. And it's critical and in this day and age we're living in that we be so prayed up in the, in the, in the Holy Ghost, man. You know, Jude talks about that. You're building yourself up in your most holy faith. So faith has a level to it. It's got to become more holy than what it was when I started. That's why he just gave us a mustard seed right from get-go. 
and the things we can do with that mustard seed. And sometimes people will say when they do inventory, I need more faith. No, well, you need, the, you need more of the source of faith, which is the word. Mm-hmm. See, the faith that we need to add to comes from the word of God, hearing the word of God, according to the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17 of the King James Bible. Because our lives are taking on more challenge, challenges now. You know, some of us never really, we was talking about finances, how, you know, people are thinking that we don't want, if, if, if the poor I am, the more anointing God going to put on my life. That's not true. Him and I were talking about that. People think they got to give up every material desire, every material want, you know, in order to serve God. That's not necessarily true. You know, you know, God, where, where did they get that standard from? You know, it's when you put all these things before God, before your relationship with God, that 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 has to rise above everything else. And long as you keep that, you, you know, you don't try to serve those things. We call it serving two masters. You know, things of the world, you know, be in the world, but don't be of the world. Don't love the things of the world. You know, love the people that's in the world, the souls that's in the world, try to win them. But don't put things before God, materialism, materialism. Don't put, don't love money more than you love God. Don't love the things money can buy more than you love God. It's the right approach. And him and I was talking about that. And he was like, wow, I said, this is the same thing we've been talking about since January, Alex. You know, now here they are. They, they've asked them to teach that. And, and we were just bouncing some things and some thoughts off of each other. And it was just amazing. I said, well, that's a confirmation because that's, that's the direction God pushed us in. Because it pertains to life and godliness. You know, that's what the scriptures say. Everything that pertains, God has given it to us to enjoy it. But we have to have the right approach. We have to do it the right way. And we know the right way is God's way first of doing things. And then he will add all of the additional things to us because he knows what we have need of before we ask. We don't have a lot of time because we don't ask. And the way we ask is according to the promises, the benefits that he's already given us. We have not received them all yet. Our eyes haven't seen them all yet. We haven't heard all the precious, beautiful things that God has planned for those who love him. And health is one of those things. Wealth is one of those things. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou would have prospered be in health even as your soul prospered. So God has built in the type of prosperity that he wants to happen in our life. And the order is not to get out of order, not to break the cycle, is soul prospering first. Now the life, the way we live will prosper. And it's all building toward a better future. Once you come into the revelation of that, the knowledge of that, now you work toward that vision. Him and I was talking about that. He said, man, I never will forget Habakkuk 2.4, you know, chapter, book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 4, the King James Bible. Now he and him and his wife is a business owner and they're doing other business ventures and endeavors. You know, I just feel Carl and Kelly's future man is in good hands because of the type of parents that they're, you know, that, that they have. And he says, I never will forget. I was struggling. I didn't know where what my future was going to be like years back, you know. But the minute he took the word and wrote that vision out clearly, every little detail, bam, though it tarried for a little bit, it came to pass. Now they're like two, three, maybe on the third year into it. And it's doing really good. And God is opening up other ventures. And what was so amazing, we talked about how God wanted him to share. He said, but Pop, I've been sharing with people that I meet and talk to, man, young folks that I talk to. I've been talking to them, man, about trucking. He said, and the other day the Lord spoke to him and told him, well, what about the real, real success in your life? 
is your relationship with me? He said, so I was like, man, I need to just stop talking so much about trucking because most of the people when you talk to them about what they're doing, they just got so much negative. They just, you know, they just, everything is negative, negative, negative. And we said that, you know, anytime you have a job, thank God for your job. That's how promotions come. You, you got to be thankful in all things. You don't have to thank for everything. And when you start complaining, what you're going to find yourself soon without a job, you know? And I was telling him and sharing with him, man, the other day you know, for for a while now. There's a there's a there's a, a, a sister that that every morning she puts out very nice quotes, man, about your day. And uh, she's a part of our family on my dad's side, distance way, you know, some fifteen cousin or something, but good people, you know. Don't call her name, but she's been so positive and so upbeat. But every time I read a read one of the morning quotes, like I do, everybody else's, you know. Uh, it's always a quote from somebody, some great philosopher, somebody. I always respond with a scripture or several scriptures or a passage of scripture, sometimes a whole chapter of scripture, because I'm trying to get people to build their that foundation. You know, quotes are great, but God ain't obligated to bring no quotes to pass, even though they're nice and encouraging. But the scripture is the foundation. And she talk, was talked so much about her job. She, she's from Miami, but lives in another, works in another state. But now she's back home because as long as that she had that job out there, man, those quotes, man, she was sending them out there. Then the other day, man, she sent one and said, oh, my God, I went to work and I no longer have a job. As long as I worked at this place, they fired me. And it was devastating because everything in was like the next couple of days, of quotes was negative. <laughs> I was like, well, see, that's when you don't have a foundation. You know, that's when you don't have that 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 hope and that trust in God. It could be a it could be a promotion in disguise, and you not know it. But turn back to God and say, Lord, I'm, I'm without this job. You know, I need I need to know what is the purpose behind this. Or do you have a plan for me? You know, and so I started sending them scriptures and feeding her faith, not her fear, but her faith. You know, and so that's that to me is what it's all about. You know, to build a future based on what God has planned for us. You have to come into that knowledge of that, you know, because you have no hope without that. All them quotes, man, not going to, you can't, God is not going to, you can, you can quote him to God all you want to. He said, put me in remembrance of my word. Don't you forget what I can do, my benefits, you know, and, and, and I will give you a hope in the future, you know. And so I just wanted to share those two things right there. And I looked at Alex and I was telling him about that because I'm listening to him. But I was also listening to, to our 16th cousin, you know. And seeing the difference. The thing about Alice, he's standing on the word. He quoted Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 40, King Jack Bible. But dear sister was quoting quotes from Martin Luther King and some other great philosophers, Malcolm X, all that. Amen. This ain't black history right now. This is about job. This is about survival. This is about God supplying all your needs according to his rich and glory by Christ Jesus. This is about God's ability to promote you, raise you up. This is about God's ability to take you from one level of faith to another level of faith, from one level of strength to another level of strength, from one level of glory to another level of glory as he reveals his plan and purpose for your life. And some people just don't get it until a crisis happened. And then they're like, wow, don't believe this just happened to me. And now nosedive and they start, everything is negative now. And, and really, when you think about it, they don't mention God because they don't know God. They don't know him personally. They may know of him. But see, this is, this is what's so beautiful about 
what God has got us doing right now. And so, amen. So let's pray and get into uh, the school of healing this morning. Got some interesting things just to share with you along the lines of what we're talking about right now. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. We praise you this morning for another opportunity to come before you, Lord God, and gather together with the saints of God, those that are early seekers, God, looking after, Lord God, their future, Lord God, by coming together on this line, Lord God, to learn about how we can uh, uh, build and strive and aim and build and accomplish, Lord God, our goals, which is to build a future of optimal overall wellness, something that would be favorable to us as we invest in our future in the areas of physical wellness and, and spiritual wellness and emotional wellness and financial wellness and environmental wellness, occupational wellness and social wellness. Father, we believe that you revealed this plan to us, oh God, and we thank you, Lord God, for those who are working toward it as we stand and build on the foundations of the word of God, that, that is already been taught, that foundation that's already been laid, the teachings of the apostles and the prophets. You were not just concerned about them spiritually, but God, you were concerned about them, Lord God, their totality of their life more spiritually than any of the other areas because God, love is is, is the number one spiritual fruit that everything else hinges on the volumes of our life. And you said, God, everything pertains to life is in the volume of the book, but we have to know what's in there and we have to search and then dig in there to find out those purposes, those plans, oh God, for every area of our life, Lord God, that we might be able to, no matter what we do, we do it all to the glory of God because we have been uh, instructed, we've heard, we've been taught, even from the very beginning, you laid out a plan, Lord God, and that's why you want us to know the truth about your plan as we live in this world with so much uncertainty, Lord God, because your truth is what sanctifies it, what consecrates it, it's what sets us apart, it's what distinguishes us from those that are out there that are building on for life and on the tradition of men and looking for that other way, God, to get to you, Father God, how did that lead us to the way of destruction, Lord God? And so, Father, we, we thank and praise you that you don't change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as we open up your word this morning, we approach it with a hope, Lord God, with a confidence, with an assurance, with a reliance and a trust, oh Lord God, in you, Lord God, because you have given us a hope and a future. Your thoughts are still good toward us. They're not thoughts of evil, Lord God. And so, Father, we just thank and praise you right now, Lord God, for just renewing our minds and the things of God. Let the mind of Christ Jesus be also in us as we gather this morning, Lord God. Let our thoughts come in agreement with your will this morning. At the conclusion of this teaching this morning, we give you all the praise and glory and honor this morning for the creating of prayer culture for God, mandated and ordained by you, God. And so I thank and praise you for it right now. We just thank you, Lord God, for all the wonderful blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Help us to not forget any of your benefits, Lord God, in any of these areas that we're living in, that we not sin against our bodies, we not sin against our finances, the environment, so our, so our social uh, wellness, God, we not sin against these things because they harm us, Lord God. They keep, keep us weighted down. They keep us falling short. They keep us grabbing at straws, Lord God, and not knowing what the future holds. So we give you praise, Lord God, that you are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Even now, Lord God, some of our beginnings are very small, but you said the latter end shall be greatly increased, and you gave Job twice what he had before for his trouble. So we give you praise, Lord God, that someone right now, Lord God, is going to have double this year for all their trouble, Lord God, and setback because they trusted you and they turned to you and put their hope and confidence in you, God. And so we thank you for bringing it to pass now. For it's in Jesus' name we offer these prayers to the God above. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so what we want to talk about uh, this morning, uh, <clears throat> this might be a little bit different than, uh, uh, you know, you might be expecting some about 
you know, your body and the way you eat and all that. And and I, I really do think that any anything that we learn from the word is a type of nourishment, a type of food. You know, the Bible says that very clearly that it is to be like a, a, a medicine to our flesh and, you know, marrow to our bones. You know, talking about our total being, you know, flesh can be nature, your human nature, your human spirit. It could be your your lust for desires or my, I'll say our lust for desires. Not, you know, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the total universal international body of Christ, you know. And so because God deals with with us natural man but before we were natural man we were spiritual man because we were conceived and perceived in the mind of God before he made us and he decided to do it in his image and likeness and gave us dominion and so God looks at us differently than we look at ourselves you know and so you know he's 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 given us what we need the plan uh and also he put in each and every creature that he made a certain level Okay, of understanding that was to be that was to be uh, nourished, you know, that was to be nourished. Uh, Adam and Eve, the first humans, they they they, you know, didn't know how to be nourished in all of that paradise in that garden that God had set them in. They had to learn and the Lord helped them out. Well, guess what? He did the same thing for his children, Israel, you know, when he brought them out of, out of Egypt, out of bondage. They weren't learning nothing about how to survive in, you know, for their future in Egypt. That's why they just cried out all the time. And God heard their cry. He told me it came up to me. I was touched by their infirmity. The same thing today. If people would look to him, he is the very present help in the time of trouble. <clears throat> and so we have to develop and to practice and rehearse and to build on that because that that was inherited, inherently given to us because of the future that was ahead of us. And if we would have been left alone, Pastor, we'd have been a few days and full of sin. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. Like God knows the be- He knows the end at the beginning, but we have to trust His wisdom. You know, He He knows He knows He He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and end. He's the first, and He says it was like this from the beginning. It, it may come as a surprise to us sometimes some of the things that happen, and we think we should have known, but we didn't know. It's okay. We got to go to the one who does know. Turn to Him. You know, and continue to turn to him and practice and rehearse and build ourselves up. This is how we secure that future, a future that restores back to us the potential that we were created by our sovereign God and creator from the beginning. We have that potential to be who God created us to be, to have what God created us to have and to do what God created us to do. And we say all the time, the battle and the struggle is in my mind. What do I do with this lifestyle that I've chosen? Do I do I understand how this this lifestyle I chose affects me going forward? And we always say instead of trying to fix everybody else vehicle, I need to fix my own. I need to learn how to fix my own my own temple. Uh, we hear people say sometimes about that two by four in my eye worrying about the toothpick in somebody else's eye. It's just human nature. It's just human nature. But God created them with the same potential with the toothpick and me with the two by four. With, with, it gave us equal uh, access to what he's given us that pertain to life and godliness that we may enjoy it. You know, that, that inalienable right, we say, for the pursuit of happiness and liberty and life. You know, not just, you know, falling short all the time or, or being negative all the time about the way life is. 
but looking to him, the author finished to develop our faith in every area. And so, you know, as I was just this week inventorying some things about what, what could benefit us in the school of healing, uh, you know, this, 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 this morning, a thought came to my mind, and I'm going to share it with you and as we go into the lesson, was how do we, as God's people, the ones who are kind of like, oh, I'll say on this line, the one that's going to benefit from this, this message today, this teaching, our goal, and we set our goal back on January the 1st at midnight. We said, Lord, we're this year, beginning of this year of 2022, we believe that we heard you mandate to us to build our future, our future of optimal overall wellness. And we broke that down and we defined that and we laid that out, we believe, in eight consecrated areas of focus. And we've done a masterful job pulling the scriptures together and teaching people. I call it planting seeds, watering seeds, because the more you hear it, once it's planted, the more it's going to grow. And somewhere down the road, different for each each one of us, God's going to give some increase. And we see he's already doing it. Some of you, I was looking at a video yesterday, Pastor Phoebe, who happened to be teaching out of the area of finances, up there at the bank. Not just up there at the bank, you know, starting to open up new accounts. That may have happened too. But outside where the public is coming with families. And so now it is spilled over into the environment that in the area. It's, it's spilled over to the social relationship with the community. Probably hadn't happened like that before. But see how God is, is, is pouring water and is giving increase and giving fruit to that? You know, and that happens with all of us. All of us. You know, Pastor Sharon and I went out just the other day and got her bike because it's holding us up. Got all the equipment that we're going to use when we start riding. Matter of fact, I'm going out this afternoon with my son and ride the trail. Went out that other day with Carter and did an inventory of it. So you see, God expanded us. It was beautiful to be out there. I was like, man, this is a nice trail. That's the environment. I'm going to become a part of it to another level today after church. I mean, yeah, today after church. So you see, God is just expanding us, man. You know, he's, he's, he's enlarging, you know. He's enlarging, you know. Went to the doctor the other day, Pastor Sharon, I don't know, follow up. Thank you all for praying. Sat there with the doctor, man, and when he showed us some things and explained some things, wasn't even in his lane. But because we were right there going over my blood work and he was talking about how good it was and we was like, we knew one area that we needed to find out some things about. And a lot of times, I don't be thinking like that, but since Pastor Sharon is a nurse by profession, by her career, her occupation, she knows the questions asked. And she said, well, Dad, I just got a question for you. Bam. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, let's look it up. Ain't even in his area now. But see, now her and I came away. Guess what? We're smarter now in that area. So we don't have to sit here and sweat bullets every time we see something that we don't quite understand scientifically or medically. So you see, God is, he's really growing us. He's expanding us because he has a better future, in, in, you know, play, laid out for us. You know, Pastor Eric over there in the school system t- talked about, you know, the kids, some interaction with the kids. Plus, he was out there yesterday with Pastor Phoebe, posted the pictures on Facebook. So you see, when now people see that, now they can relate because they got the name of the bank up there. They see Pastor Phoebe, they be like, ah, oh, might have a question about finances for her. You know, and so all these things, Sister Ann is up there in Tennessee, I'm pretty sure she's learning some things that's going to benefit her occupationally. 
No, they have a substitute teacher over there. I'm pretty sure as many times we hear her comments about some things that she could have did different over there with dealing with kids. Everybody's kids coming from different backgrounds. Minister Smith was just complimenting Pastor Sherry now because there's a lot of things that she she don't know. Technically, we don't know a whole lot technically, but some of the things that we do know, we share with her, and now she's gone to another level. No longer have a fear or phobia or block about certain things on the computer. And she's so happy about that. And also in the job that she works in, working with people, kids. She's sharing these things with people. So you see, God is really, really, man, helping us to build toward that future. And these areas are going to become more and more, you know, uh, 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 available and, and visible to us. And we're not going to be afraid to take on these things. We're not going to be afraid to build toward that kind of future. Because why? We got God's instruction, what's written, what we've heard, what we've been taught, what we've learned. We just have to learn that practical application. It's what I was telling my son. That's what, that's what son it sounds like. They need some practical application of the scriptures. But how can they if they're not been taught? And I say that to say... Everything that we're doing, you guys and girls that come on this line, everything that we're doing, we're trying to tailor it to the scripture. Because that's how you're going to get your greatest return. Does the word say that? Can I see that in the word? Can I find that in the word? What's that spiritual law? What's that spiritual principle? What's that ordinance right there? What's that commandment? Is there one in the Bible? And the more and more we do that, you know, the better the greater that future is going to be that yield from that future that we're building you know and so that was that was a thought that just came to my mind how do we reach our goals well when I wrote it on this paper it just said how do you reach your goal and I said well it ain't just me I'm we're teaching people about you know how to build that future you know thinking about and I want you to think about this before I go to the scripture um the world what the world we see the world today as it is and we're in this world now we're not of this world, but we're in this world. So, Pastor, we're still going to be affected by what goes on in this world, whether we're causing it or not. So we should have some type of baseline knowledge about this world because we're praying about it. Right? That's, that's how we can help it. We're praying about it. We can do our part to contribute to it. We want it to be successful, but we don't want to put it before God. We want to leave the final judgment or outcome to, up to God. And we want to live in this world but not be of this world. You know, we want to, we want to love the, the souls that are in this world. We want them to be saved and not get caught up in this world. Because this world will kill you if you get caught up in it. And treat you, throw you away like you ain't nothing. And we know that. We see that. People who are so love, in love with this world, they act like, you know, they, there's not enough in this world to share with other people. So they just, people just do stuff to try to get rid of people so that they can have more of what's in this world. So it's a reason why the Lord said, you know, be in this world, but not of this world. You know, he know what this world can do to you if you love this world more than you love God who created this world and those that are in it. All of it belongs to him. So I want you to think in turn today as we go forth in the lesson, the world has the big picture, you in it, me in it, us in it, what we're doing, the impact it's going to have in those areas that we're learning about one year from now. See, I used to do this in the military set goals about where you're going to be one year from now, where you're going to be five years from now, where's your life going to take you 10 years from now, where's your life going to take you, project you in 20 years? You know, there are people in the financial arena, my son and I was talking about, Pastor, they ain't thinking about retirement <coughs> or what they're going to do, where they're going to be when they retire. They don't, even, they don't even mention the word retire, he said. So they don't have no plan for it. 
They just living for right now. That's okay, you know. But ten years from now, if you know, if you've done nothing to work toward a goal, if you if you have a goal or a plan or something, if you've got family, kids, at least start thinking about it. And then work toward it. Nobody plans to fail. People just fail to plan, you know. And so I want you to think in terms of that, you know, one year down the road where just some thought, just to exercise your thoughts, start thinking about it. Where am I, where, where am I going to be at this pace I'm going right now, what I'm doing right now in one year? What about two years? What about five years? What about 10 years? What about 20 years? Will I be healthier physically, spiritually, mentally, environmentally than I am right now? You know, and then set some goals, write some stuff down. Just just write it down. You know, that's the principle that you're instituting, your vision, where you want to be. And then let the scripture point the be like a roadmap to point you to how to get there. So you don't end up I, I'm teaching my, my grandson Carter, we have these discussions and we talk about where he's going and we talk about for preparation and our plus opportunity equals success. He got that down pat. And he wanted to understand it because success is where he's heading. And if he's successful now, I just want to keep him going straight towards success then down the road. And we talk about that. We said preparation, Carter, because you're going to have many opportunities. Well, he's already seen. He came back to me and said, Papa, I had an opportunity today to do this. Had opportunity. So he, all these opportunities. But he's preparing himself. He's doing third grade math right now. And he's still in preschool. And he's excited. But we talked about what are some of the things that will keep you from success. And he came up with some wonderful things. And then I get, I said, well, let's look at it like this, Carl. If you're traveling on the road and you hit a bump in the road, what is that? He said, that's a pothole. I said, well, there are potholes in the road to life, too, to get to your, 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 your goal. So you got to be aware of the potholes. I said, so what should you do for potholes? He said, they ought to fill them in. I said, well, if you're driving a car, you can go around the pothole. You can avoid the pothole. Got him thinking, see. And I said, what about a bump in the road? I said, could be put there as a speed bump to keep us driving safe in certain areas. I said, oh, it could just be a bump in the road that you, they didn't put there. You run over and tear up your car. I said, so you have to watch out for the bumps in the road. I said, and then the biggest thing out there, Carter, to keep us safe to get there is what? I said, you see them signs on the road? He knows. He said, yeah, you got yield signs. You got stop signs. You got warning signs for curbs. Now he's thinking on a totally different level about getting that road to success, to be on the lookout for these things, curves, deep, steep curves in the road, you know, stop sign, don't roll through them, come to a complete stop, yield sign, tell you to slow down, you might have to yield right away. That's how life is. We're on the road to life and we don't want to be going 10 years and find out, Pastor, and I, went, I was going in the wrong direction. You know, it's, it's not enough to just be on the road to life, going through life, working every day without a plan. You know, inevitably, it's just going to be some failure that we're not ready for, unprepared for. We have to make sure we're on the road to life, but we're heading in the right direction. I was traveling in the wrong direction when I started out in life, man. I went a long ways in the wrong direction. But thank God that one day I turned around and started heading in the right direction. And thank God today, I'm, I think I'm still heading in the right direction on my way to heaven. Don't you want to go? But there's a lot of living I got to do between now and then. But I get to determine how I'm going to live. So think about that, the, the world that you're in, we in. So where is it going to allow me to be at, at the pace I'm working now and the things I'm doing now? Uh, where will we be? Uh, will it be like, um, what will it be like? Okay. 
what will uh, the world be like? You know, do I have any vision of it? If I do, then pray about how you would like to see it be. That's, that's, that's one of the things we can do. You're talking about spiritual. Don't just look at it and talk about how messed up it is now. We're praying every day for a situation to get better in Ukraine. I, I pray in agreement with our brother, the, the, the leader over there, because he said, even if they tear down every physical structure over there, he wanted to be able to advance the kingdom of God with the buildings tore down. I said, man, what a prophetic vision for his people to advance the kingdom of God. And those people are really, man, coming together, talking about the Lord more and more, praying more and more, building their faith. God has taken them from one level of faith. They believe that they've already won. They're going to win because they believe God has given them the victory. Now you've got all these leaders, when they speak, they're, saying, they're repeating some of the scriptures that that president repeated because they're seeing the vision. God is opening their eyes. And they're trying to say, as small as they are, you know, militarily, Man, they they kicking some butt. Man, if I for lack of better terms, they 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 holding their own. So they getting some help from somewhere. There's some divine intervention coming from somewhere. But see, they've looked at their future and they know it's not going to be always like it is. They have set a goal what they want to do. They've already seen the the end and they put the plan in place and they're asking other people to come and join that plan and help them to be successful. You know, because they're they're envisioning one year. Two years, five years down the road, ten years. Because they're looking back how it was 25 years ago and they don't want to ever go back to that. So they're fighting tooth and nail not to. You know? And so let's get into the lesson this morning. I said all that to say, uh, you know, and I want to use this morning out of a, a text out of the book of Second Peter, chapter 1, verse 19 and 21 of the King James Bible. And just what the message is here that spoke to me as I was thinking along the lines I just shared with you. Uh, we see in Second Peter here, uh, it's, it's issues that have a, a warning laced in these scriptures. And sometimes we overlook the warning going after the promise. But a lot of time when there's danger on that highway, potholes, bumps, stop signs that get ignored a lot of times, you know, we miss the warning signs. And we end up crashing and burning in our and what we thought was our plan. So a lot of things have to be considered. And we are considering a lot of things that pertain to our life and godliness. You know, this is why we're taking our time. And those warnings sometimes, it's against things that will, that are, that will corrupt the, the, plan, the plan that I have, the hope that I have, the future that I'm looking for. You know, and we're seeing a lot of that taking place right now. There's a lot of corruption right now that's creating confusion. But it's all being exposed. All these oligarchs, free, all these accounts being frozen. See, those people had planned a future best share without, the, without any consideration for the poor people. They had planned a future for them and their, their children, and, you know, yachts that they don't even need, man. Talking about who, who needs a, a $900 million yacht when you got starving people in those countries? See, they had planned a future to take totally from those people. They were going to take Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> from those people who it rightly belonged to for one reason that they could have the energy that was there and have a straight highway into, into Europe by trolling that piece, that piece of um, environment and God said no it's not, it's not so because you're disrupting you're corrupting a whole bunch of people a whole civilization 44 million people And in one year, man, based on the eight years that they've been fighting to maintain that, 
What would that place, that, that part of the world be like? It's going to affect us because of the relationship that we have built with Europe, NATO, Poland, all these NATO countries. It would have d disrupted that. And here's the sad thing. You got all these corrupt voices right now speaking in America, supporting that type of nonsense. You know, those corrupt voices. And God had warned us from the word about all that, all of that, because everything that happens in the world, it will affect us too. Because just think the possibility that if this man don't get his way, and I'm not, I'm not advocating for this, I'm praying against this, if he don't get his way, there's a threat out there now that he will go to nuclear war or, or biological warfare. Now, just two days ago, you got Kim Jong-un over there in North Korea. He's been waiting for an opportunity, 20 years or more, waiting for an opportunity ever since he succeeded his father. He hates America because we have a relationship militarily with, with South Korea. We got interest there. We got soldiers there. We got civilians there. We have trade with them. We have, you know, we have, an, we have a presence there. Now he's seeing an opportunity because he thinks we're so preoccupied with what's going on in, in Ukraine that we done took our eyes off of him. And he's launched a missile the other day, man. Thank God the thing fell apart or whatever it did. But, it, you know, he's, he's, he's practicing and it's, it's a nuke. And it can reach the continent of the United States. And if that happens... Nobody's exempt, you know, and so you got to, you, you, you know, these warnings that God keep giving us, you know, about these corrupt people that are teaching people how to be more corrupt. Even now in the United States of America, man, I was praying yesterday that God shut down certain outlets, news outlets, media outlets, man, that's pumping all this, this propaganda machine she here in the United States, man, that God take away that voice because it's poisoning our children. You know, it's just it's, it's messing up their future, you know, uh, and it in what we have. The, the part we play is this. What about it that encourages us, the believers, to hold fast to our hope in God and in the new creation? See, God, we talked about protecting some things, you know, transforming some things and God restoring some things. That, that's that's because we know the end of the day there's a new order coming. There's a new heaven coming. There's a new earth coming. There's a new, you know, you know, God is going to make all these things new. And but he wants to create a new people for that, for the things that he's going to make new. And that's where we come in. at. So this labor is not in vain what we're building, you know, even though we see all this false stuff out there being taught, being spewed, being infiltrated. You know, and this is what drew me to Peter, the second chapter, verses one through 18 uh, through 21, the King James Bible, because it deals with. Uh, the warning against some corrupt stuff, especially those who are teaching this stuff at this hour. It also encourages the believer to hold fast to our hope in God and the new creation, the new thing that God is going to do, the restoration that God is going to do. You do We do have false teachers. We have false preachers. We have false prophets. We have false uh, any and everything out there that results with false disastrous outcomes. This is how we got to where we're at right now. Because people had built false hope in people with all this stuff. Now it's not working for them. Buildings are coming down. You know, stuff is happening. Natural things, you know, tornadoes going through the area. Environmental destruction out there right now. And I, and I do believe, you know, that sometimes these things are allowed to happen to teach us how to turn back to depend on God. So that we learn 
as history has taught us, no man lives by bread alone, by material things alone. How they tried to impress Jesus with the buildings. And he said, all that stuff is going to be a rubble before I come back. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in building your life, building your hope, building your future, you know. But you got to deal with all this corrupt, false stuff. All these warnings are all around us. We have to remember, old things are going to be passed away when we aim and strive to build our future of optimal overall wellness. Always build with the end or our future and our hope in view. Never let this stuff cloud you and lose sight of that. And let me read this scripture right here because an example that came to me right away was Job. And so let me read this verse of scripture here out of the book of Job, chapter 8, verses 5 through 10 of King James Bible. It says, If thou wouldest seek unto God be times, however many times you need to, to that change coming. We know Job had, he was up against some stuff. His friends, his family, the whole world was against Job. A true man of God. One of the richest, greatest people on the earth at that time is for his faith in God. And look at all that he had to go through. But the key is, he was chosen to go through it. Some of us are chosen by God before the foundation of the world to go through what we're going through. So don't ever throw away your chance for God's power to be demonstrated. The Bible said in our weakness is his strength made perfect. So as we're building, there will be some obstacles. There will be some potholes. There will be some stop signs. There will be some deal signs. There will be some delays in the process. Your family member lost her job. Went to work one day encouraging people and found out when she got there, man, I need some encouragement myself because they just fired me. All these uncertainties. But if we got a plan, and our plan should start with God, what, what, what does God say about it? You know, you know how, how am I going to reach my goal now? Well, if it was based on, you know, the job, <laughs> we were already behind. Thank God for the job. But thank God for a promotion too when I lose that job. Thank God for opening another door. And so Job said he see, he saw God. He saw God and inquired of God, required of God be times all the time. And he says, and make thy supplication to the Almighty. Mm. Whatever, whatever I'm dealing with, you know. Wherever I want to be in a year, five years, in the path I'm, I've chosen for myself, the career I've chosen for myself, keep me emotionally well <laughs> I gotta have some certainty I gotta have my minds and thoughts renewed to the to the will of God the purpose and the plan of God even if I got a flashback to how he created me the potential he gave me it's okay to go there just to remind yourself and to refresh your thoughts so I keep healthy emotionally stress can be dangerous man if you don't know Pastor Sharon and I was, we, were, we weren't freaking out but we were very concerned why my A1Z just stayed up so high and everything else was trending lower it didn't make sense it even, it even I won't say it confused but it even caused the, my, 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 my doctors to be short on answers we got the best answer we've gotten the other day when we were there than, than, than any others but thank God now I know so I don't have to drag the stress around because I Supplicate before the Almighty and He revealed it to us. If thou were pure and upright, if thou were pure and upright, see, that's what God requires right there. If you're pure and upright, and the only way we can be is we got to be sanctified by the Word. All these areas, all these areas, me and I was talking about finances. And I said, Well, I would see everybody just relate finances, man, to just money, having a lot of money. I said, and they do everything, man. They love it so much, man. They do everything, man, to try to get more money. 
And I said, you know, it, it's okay if you do it the right way. There's a right approach. The scripture instructs you about, you know, how to deal with money. He said, the love of money is the root of all evil. Don't love it more than you love God. That's, that's idolatry with money. You can't serve both. And then I said, then most of the time they end up robbing God because they say they don't have enough money to pay God and to pay, you know, bills and all that. So who, who, do, who get robbed? God. And that's, that's the danger. And he said, man, we, when, we, when, we get, when we get ready to teach that, that's one of the things I'm going to say. I said, that's the proper approach to money. Don't rob God to pay your bills. Just ask God to help you, you know, with the bills. But don't rob him. Don't just ignore him. Don't just say, well, God understands. God knows where I'm at. Yes, he does. But he don't want you to always end up there. That's a pothole. Stop saying and so he says, be pure, we're pure and upright. If we were, you know, surely now he would awake for thee and make the habitation of thy righteousness prosperous. <laughs> we know how it ended with Job. We also know how it started. We know how it was going through. Though thy beginnings were small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. I want you to think in terms of the world we live in now. And you can scale it down as low as you want to, as high as you want to. You can make it individual. You can make it your household. You can make it your community, your city, your state, even your, your nation, other nations, or your world. I like to sometimes get a view of all of that and look at one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, and pray according to what I desire it be, you know. And the word helps me, you know, and it helps you too. Righteousness prosper. Though thy beginnings were small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. So God is about increase. There'll be no increase that's worthwhile if God don't do it. But we have to plant and we have to water according to the future that we're building. For inquire, I pray thee, of the former age and prepare thyself to search of their fathers for we are but of yesterday and know nothing because our days upon earth or but a shadow shall not they teach thee and tell thee and utter words out of their hearts so when you look back to how we were raised you know I always like to reference what the Lord dropped in my spirit it was confirmed by several of the people that ministered to Pastor Sharon now before we came in ministry my parents took me for as they could take me they couldn't take me where they'd never been and we share that they taught us what they knew, had learned, but they couldn't teach you what they never learned. They gave us what they had for us, but they couldn't give us what they never received. But that lesson taught us some things that would never depart from us. Those were our beginnings. Those were our roots, you know. And one of the most powerful things they taught us was that relation, how valuable that relationship with God was. When I look at how poor they li we lived, but how proud we were, man, of our heritage, being on the farm, going to the house of worship, you know, plenty of food, could grow food, live off the land. We had it really better than we thought looking back. And as I look back now, I'm being taught now of things, lessons that were learned then that I didn't see them as lessons that have shaped. I mean, one of the things when I went in the military, man, I often referred to as this, yes, sir, no, sir. Some people don't want to teach that to you today. Yes, sir, no, sir, no, ma'am, yes, ma'am. Huh, yeah, uh-huh, okay, you know. And then when they get in trouble by doing that, people call it disrespect. 
and they put them in time out. You mad. You rushing out there in flip-flop shoes, want to beat up somebody. Take them out of school and all that. But you got to think about one year down the road, five years, two years, when you may not be around, what, what, are, what, are, what are you giving them to build on? Yeah, I know you prayed and said that to me in my household. We, you know, we're going to serve the Lord. But in, but in practical living, practical approach, you know, or, are you rehearsing that? Are you practicing that? Or are you just saying that because it sounds good or it's, a, or it's a habitual habit that we have? Is that your plan? To say it when it don't count and not say it when it's supposed to count or do count? Actually do it. You know. He said, but we were just of yesterday and know nothing because our days upon earth are a shadow. It's just a shadow, Pastor Adam, of what can be. It's just a shadow of what was. Let it be a shadow too to propel us for what's going to be. And this is where the word of God comes in at. You know, how do I reach my goal? You know, I learn from the lessons in the past. I don't repeat the past. I look back, but I don't put my hand to the plow and labor in those things anymore because the same year we got then, it'll be the same year that we get today. And that's going to affect my bottom line tomorrow you know what, what, what will the world be based on my impact to it tomorrow or the next day and that's in the book of Job chapter 8 verses 5 through 10 the King James Bible and when you look in the end of the book of Job chapter 42 verse 10 the King James Bible and it says after this man lost everything children, livestock you know, everything, crops galore. He was the wealthiest man at the time, but he was chosen by God to be tempted, or I say tried by Satan, who came to God. And he asked him, have you tried my servant Job? A lot of us today, man, when I thought about the sister who lost her job, when I thought about the conversation with Alex in the church they're in and how the pastor was talking about how people are struggling, wealthy people. And him and I was talking about the areas in their lives that we're dealing with right now. Share some things with him. And he said, oh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to bring that up. I'm going to do that. See, everybody's got that same problem, the same issue. They, they, you know, they're, they're looking at one year, five years, ten years, and at the rate we're going, unless we do something different, man, it'll be insane to think anything is going to change. And we start at, at, at our level. But we have a, a, a global view of how this is going to impact the overall picture. And if you get a lot of people doing it and heading in the, in, in the same direction, being on one accord, being in, in spiritual harmony, you know, guess what happens? The Bible says in the book of Psalms, chapter 133, verses 1 through 3, when God sees that kind of unity, even if we're just striving to all head in the right direction for a better future for our families, when God sees that, I believe that's the key to holding Ukraine together right now. Is God has seen that unity within. And he's seen the focus. And he's seen the road to get them to where they're trying to go. But it's more spiritual than it is physical. Now, they've opened up some corridors so they can get people out of there. I've listened to this one testimony from this young man, 26 years old. He's a, he, he, he said, well, what can I do? He, he went and signed up man, to be a taxi driver. And he's picking up people, man, in an ambulance, him and some of the staff, and they're driving them out of there, man, right through, right through hostile environment. And on that road, you, you saw the road that he's taking. 
it's, it's Russian soldiers in fighting positions out there. But he's just driving right through it. And he said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm trusting God to get through. And he's done made over 100 plus trips carrying people to safety. He said, I can't get out here and shoot no weapons, but this is what the Lord laid on my heart to do. I'm a taxi driver, you know, but that was his job before, but he'll never do that job again. So he took those skills that he had learned and saw what he could do. And so he just took off, man, and got the ambulance and said, I'll drive it. And he's driving loads of people back and forth, back and forth on that, that messed up highway with all them potholes and blown up tanks and vehicles, putting himself in danger. But see, that's what he can do. And so let's go ahead on and close here. Uh, I want to give you the scripture that I told you about uh, that I started out. I may have read it in the book of Peter. I did? No. Okay, let me read that to you because this is kind of where I want to close at right here. Uh, let me make sure I got it here in my notes. And it's, it was in the book of Second Peter. Second uh, Peter, the... Second Peter, the first chapter, and I think I said verse 19 uh, through, let's read verse 18 through 21. It says, And this forest which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. And so now God got his people there, and he, he's talking to them and revealing to them about their future. You know, uh, what, is, what, is your, what is the world going to be like? You know, he's speaking prophetically to them. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. It's coming straight off his lips to them. When we look in the Bible, that word is coming straight off. It's like, it's like the Bible is his mouthpiece. And his mouthpiece speaks to us and we become his mouthpiece of what was spoken to us. We speak it to our own selves and we speak it to others. You know, it's a sure word, he says, of prophecy. In other words, before anything else will come to pass, what God said will. And if we're using that, what he said, to build our future, we can be assured or what we're going to be one year, two years, five years. We, we, we can have a hope now, you know. And he says a sure word of prophecy because everything about what God said now is prophecy. It's the same yesterday, day, and forever. That's what's going to happen. All this other stuff, just a coincidence by choices, bad decisions, stuff that we're dealing with. But what God said is the sure word of prophecy. So you can build on that. That's the foundation. He says, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed. In every area, take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn, until that thing come to pass, until it is, it, it is manifest, that future that you're planning, that hope that you have, you know. He's going to give it to us, hope in the future, that expected end. And the day star arise in your hearts. See, that's got to be the key right there. That in my heart, God, I want to do what pleases you. Not just what pleases me and people, but what pleases you is more important than anything, God. And he goes on to say, knowing this, first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. It goes back to all these false things people are putting out there, man, and people are, are buying into that stuff. They're getting this book. They Go to this sure word of prophecy and build your foundation so that your house can stand when the storms of life come. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of private interpretation. Last verse. For the prophecy, the revealing of what the future was going to hold, came not in old times, 
by the will of man. So I'll say it shouldn't be that way today. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Ghost. So anytime you're hearing the word of God, don't look at it as, I tell people all the time, don't look at Pastor Sheridan and I. Don't look at Pastor Eric and Pastor Phoebe and I. We're not God. We can't save you. But we can tell you about the God who saved us and how he did it. You know, and that's the beauty of life, man. If God has did anything for you, how can you keep it to yourself? But if you don't know what he's done, you'll be talking about how lucky you were. And that's what a lot of people are doing to people. Oh, I was so lucky. I was so lucky. And see, that's that false message. And then some folks are privately interpreting the scripture and they're hurting people. And they don't, some of them may not intend to hurt people. But see, that's what happens when you have, when you like knowledge. And then folks want to build the future. They want to have a better tomorrow. And this is why it's so imperative that we do what we're doing with the hope that we'll get to share it with the world. We're doing it on the, on the line. We're doing it in our communities. I saw it being done out there at the bank yesterday. We're doing it. We got a pro, uh, outreach coming up here in, on the 17th of April. We've already put messages out there inviting people. We've already gotten some feedback. We've already got some potential people that's going to be there. And if they don't get nothing else, Pastor Sharon, they're going to get an invitation. That's going to be probably the most important part is to give them an invitation. To what? To be able to come into a, a, a truth that you can build a better future for yourself and your family too. You, but you got to start with Jesus as, as, as the key foundation to doing it. If not, next year you'll be in the same boat. Might be worse. Might not even be here. But there's hope beyond not being here. But I got to start now. And so hopefully you got something out of the, the teaching this morning. Amen. Things that we can do to reach our goal in life and ours is to build a, a future of optimal overall wellness and we do it by coming up with a plan and we base that plan on what the scriptures have the, the sure word of prophecy have told us and we leave out all the private interpretation of stuff and we go with the word said pure unadulterated infallible authentic because that's what God is going to honor that's what he's going to bring to pass but that's what he watches over when we line up those areas with the word it's almost imperative that we'll succeed Still got to deal with the potholes, stop sign, yield sign. But we'll get to the destination. We'll reach our goal. And so I'll leave you with that. Father, we thank you. We praise you this morning, Lord God, for the sure word of prophecy. We thank you this morning, minus any private interpretation, because your word interprets itself, Lord God. If we would just learn and, and, and continue to hear what we've heard. It was from the beginning taught. We're teaching it now, God. We're building on it now. We're remembering it now. We're putting you in remembrance of it now. We're holding on to it until it manifests. And so we give you all the praise, glory, and as you restored Job, suffered tremendously, Father. But he was chosen to suffer. Some of us don't realize we're chosen to suffer sometimes for the word's sake God we, we're chosen to be that ram in the bush for others to get, go free sometime and we know you don't forsake us or leave us but you use us for your glory and so Father we thank you because you said if you suffer with me you're going to reign with me if you die for me you shall live with me and so Father we give you praise going on and now we're declaring Lord God a better tomorrow a better future one year from now five years ten years twenty years God we see the, the goal that is set before us oh God and that is to please you God that is to be with you one day that is to have the life that you created us to have have, you know and so father we thank you and we praise you this morning for what you said to us and we give you all the glory and all the honor for it in jesus name we pray amen and amen all right then we're going to transition this morning and go right to our comment time we'll start with pastor sharon followed by pastor eric pastor sharon praise the lord and the word 